things were going to change. He was preparing them for change. And because of that, what's going to help them? Well, the Apostle Paul says three things are going to remain. Welcome to iHope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Dennis Schaefer again with our I Hope podcast, and I'm so thankful that you've been able to tune in, and I want to encourage you as well. If you haven't already done so, if this has been a blessing to you, let me encourage you to share the podcast with other people. It certainly has been a blessing to us, and I hope that you will continue to grow as you look at the Word of God and see hope throughout the Word of God. We've been going through the subject and looking at the word hope uh, throughout the Scriptures, all the way from the Old Testament into the New Testament. And here we are in the New Testament looking at the book of 1 Corinthians this month. And I pray that it'll continue to be a blessing and a help to you, uh, even as we look at this very, very important subject today about something that is permanent in life. We think about how much has changed in our world and what continues to change every day. This last weekend, I actually read a report about the subject of change, and when it comes to all that's changing, they're talking about how quickly change is happening, and because of technology and other things, uh, we talk about change in the past and how seemingly slow it was, but nowadays, it seems like change is happening every day. There's new phones, there's new gadgets, there's new technology, there are things that challenge us, there's world, world events, there are things that happen in our own personal and our own private lives. It seems like change is happening all the time, and because of that, I'm thankful to announce to you that there is something that's permanent that God gives to us, and that's shown to us in the Word of God. In fact, the Bible is one of those things that is permanent, but let me share with you a verse. Last time I mentioned to you that we are going to be looking at one of the most loved chapters in all the Word of God, and it is the great love chapter, the charity chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. So with that said, let me jump into looking at the subject of the idea of permanent hope that we have, a permanent love that God's given to us. And the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 13. Let me just uh, point you to the main verse that's kind of our focus because of the subject of hope. The very last verse of 1 Corinthians 13 says this in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abideth faith, and here's our key word, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. As we think about 1 Corinthians 13, as I mentioned, and most of you probably know, that the subject is on the subject of charity. That key word in the chapter is what we would explain to be the word love. And in fact, the Apostle Paul writes out in verse number one, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move, remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to the burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Starting out, the Apostle Paul reminds us that love is such an important part 
of our Christian walk and the relationship that we have with Christ and with other people. Then he describes what charity is. He says in verse 4, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. When it comes to charity, it doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. But what does charity do? Charity rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Then he says in verse number 11, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I I thought as a child, but when I became a man, what did he do? He says, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. It's kind of interesting study as we look at 1 Corinthians 13 because there's really something that's going on. There's something underlying in this passage. And of course, he is focusing on love, but that is because he's trying to encourage the church of Corinth, which is full of factions, full of problems, to make sure that they are balancing their life and focusing on God in a relationship rather than by all the rules and trying to focus on the factions that they have and other things that are going on that were detrimental to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so because of that, the Apostle Paul had reminded them in the previous chapter, and sometimes chapter divisions, they may get in the way. But here's what he says in in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, preference preface to all the things that we just talked about. He says, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. What's going on? Well, in the previous chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul talks about spiritual gifts to help the church to understand that anybody who knows Jesus as their Savior has a spiritual gift. So, what is your spiritual gift? Of course, that may be a topic for another time that we could address, but understanding spiritual gifts is so vital and important because when it comes to service in the church, those spiritual gifts are not for you, but they are for the edification of everybody else inside of your church? So it's a great question. How are you serving other people? Are you serving other people with a heart of love? That's the foundation. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, covet earnestly the best gifts. It's an important thing to make sure that you are serving, but how should you serve? We should serve with love. That's the premise and the foundation why the Apostle Paul writes to us, 1 Corinthians 13, at least in part. The under, other underlying premise the Apostle Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 12, as he talks about spiritual gifts, and then in 1 Corinthians 13 is also this. Because God does love us, he has provided love to us, and he is providing his word to us to understand that truth is also important. We remember that as Christ came, he came to bring us love, but he also came to give us truth. And one of the important things that he's underscoring when it comes to our service, he talks about spiritual gifts. And one of the big spiritual gifts that is very, very controversial in our world, even today, uh, is the subject of some of the sign gifts when it comes to healing, when it comes to specifically, as the Apostle Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 12 and in 1 Corinthians 13, is the subject of uh, speaking prophecy 
or in tongues or different things that way as well. So let me just kind of mention to you, if we go back to our main verse that we were looking at, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, at the very end of this passage, he says these words, and now abideth faith, hope, charity. Now, here's why he says that is because just previous, he had mentioned that there are some things that are going to be done away with. Remember how we talked about change? Well, even the church was experiencing change, and the Apostle Paul was trying to help the church to know that, hey, there are certain things that are going to go away. And as we see the scriptures being written, what was going to happen is the Apostle Paul is helping the church to be able to wean herself away from some of the things such as the sign gifts, such as speaking in tongues or knowledge or prophecies. And so because of that, he said, hey, these things are going to go away, but there's something that's going to remain. What is that? And he's saying, focus on that. Don't focus on all of these other things, which by the way, let me just remind you that historically, when it comes to miracles and miraculous things that God has done, there's just very, very short periods of time in the scriptures that reveal to us that God has worked through miracles and sign gift types of activities that he has done. One of those notably is at the beginning of the church, Acts chapter number two. We see that all over the place, Acts one, two, three, the beginnings of the church there. But then what we see later on as the church has been born and as she's been growing, God starts to focus on and reminds them of, hey, I am writing the New Testament. I'm giving you scriptures that reveal Jesus Christ and he is the one who brought you love. He is the one who reminds you of truth. He's the continuation, the fulfillment fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. And so because of that, you can trust him. And now we're in this new dispensation, this new time. And so before the scriptures were written, the sign gifts were very, very important. But as the scriptures were being completed, the apostle Paul wanted them to know, okay, eventually you're going to have to say goodbye to these sign gifts, and you're going to have to rely more upon the scriptures. And so because of that, things were going to change. He was preparing them for change. And because of that, what's going to help them? Well, the Apostle Paul says three things are going to remain. The first thing was faith. We need to have faith. What do we have to have faith in? Well, if you're a Christian, you know this. How did you become a Christian? You put your faith in Jesus Christ. We look back to the cross to know that Jesus Christ died for our sin. But then he says this, secondly, now abideth faith, the second word there is hope. As we think about hope, we know that there is a future coming. We sometimes talk about the blessed hope of Jesus Christ. We know that he is going to be coming again at some point in the future, and we are going to be with him. And so we have a hope in the future. And then the third thing that is certainly going to remain is this love. That's right now. It's not something we look back to. It's not something that we are looking forward to, but God gives to us love that we can express right now. That is not just looking back to the past, which is the cross, not looking to the future, which is the coming, but now we can all have compassion. We can love each other. So when it comes to these different areas, specifically that we're going to go away, tongues, knowledge, and prophecies, the Apostle Paul specifically addresses those in some very creative ways in 1 Corinthians 13. But I want you to understand that because you have hope in Jesus Christ, you can also be a person who loves. Did you catch that? We think about love, and when you really love somebody, I think in our heart, oftentimes we focus on, this, oh, I love somebody so much. At those moments and times, it makes it easy to love people, doesn't it? Don't you wish it was always easy to love 
people. But I think you know this, that in life, there's sometimes it seems like it's easy. But let me remind you, and I think we all know this too, that there are also times and there are certain people in life that it may be very, very difficult and hard to love them. So what's going to give you the opportunity to be able to love them? Well, we talked about that. We looked to the past. We know that Jesus Christ died on the cross. And what did he do? He loved us. He gave us an example. But then we also look forward to the hope. There is coming a day where all the pain and all the agony and everything that goes on in this life, all the bad stuff, it's going to be worth it all, as the expression says. And so because of that, you have hope. So let me encourage you when it comes to thinking about loving other people, some of those, especially the difficult people, you may be thinking of somebody right now uh, and they may be difficult to love. As you think about that person or maybe some of the circumstances through which you have a choice to make, am I going to love this person? Am I going to love other people? Well, let me encourage you to make that choice because you have hope. And as hope speaks through your life, How will that help you to love other people? Well, you understand that your hope enables you to build bridges for love. So keep on hoping. Keep on trusting God. Keep finding the hope that you need each and every day. And as you look through opportunities to love other people, continue to have that hope. How do we know that we can keep on having that hope? Well, the Apostle Paul, he's trying to found and he's trying to give a foundation to the people that were there in the church at Corinth. He's trying to remind them that they have hope, not because of the sign gifts. Those things point to the work that Jesus Christ was doing. But they have hope in what would be real, what would be sure, what would not change. And that was the word of God. You find hope there. In fact, we've been looking at the subject of hope all this year. Now we here are looking here in 1 Corinthians and understanding that God shows us once again that we have hope and is a sure hope in his word. You can look around the world and you say our world is changing. In many ways, it's not for the best. But praise the Lord for this. Someday, there's going to be a wonderful and an awesome change because of the kingdom of God will be coming to this earth. We will see heaven, we will see Christ, we will see the saints, and we'll be able to rejoice with them for all of eternity. So keep on having hope. And in that hope, keep on loving other people. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out to listen to this podcast, wherever you may be. Some people may be listening in their cars as they're traveling or uh, during some Bible study time that you may have, wherever it is that you are. Uh, Let me just share with you that I'm praying for you. I'm thankful for the opportunity of sharing some of these truths with you, and I trust there'll be a blessing and encouragement to your hope as you seek to love others. We look forward to talking to you and uh, sharing with you the truth of the Word of God again very, very soon. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review? Until next week, God bless.